Welcome to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank with Janet Kunst. It's time to turn up your company's marketing efforts. We'll show you how with a variety of actionable plans that you can start using right now. Get ready. Big results are just ahead. Now, here is your host, Janet Kunst. Hello and welcome to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. I'm Janet Kunst, your host, and I'm so glad that you're joining us today because we are going to be talking about the anatomy of an email campaign. And this is part three of our email marketing mastery series. And I just want to give you a brief recap of where we've been so far because we've covered a lot of territory when it comes to email marketing. So in part one, we talked about some of the key elements to building a strong foundation for uh, your email marketing success, including the differences between inbound marketing and outbound marketing, and why having an inbound marketing mindset is critical to email marketing. We looked at the four stages uh, associated with an inbound marketing funnel and how and where email should be used in that in that structure. And then we looked at pieces of information that you need in order to build a solid email marketing program. And uh, then last week in part two, we looked at why it's important to segment your list so that you can send messages that are more personalized to your subscribers and it can be based on their interests or where they are on their customer journey, that, that sales process that um, each of your customers takes from uh, getting to know you to becoming a customer to becoming a raving fan. So we, some of the things that we looked at were how to determine your segmentation strategy. So what kind of buckets do you need to put your, your subscribers in, whether it's a demographics type bucket or if it's based on their interests or their purchasing history or some of their behavior as far as their your past emails that you've sent or your interaction with them online. And then we talked about uh, developing your ideal customer avatars so that you can understand their wants, their needs, their problems, and how you're going to meet those needs and, and answer those uh, problems with your solutions along the way. And then we looked at the various segmentation strategies and best practices to give you an idea of how you can start segmenting your email list. So I want to remind you that uh, email marketing is still one of the best ways to promote your business, but you just need to be a little strategic about how you're how you're going to do it. And today what we're going to do is we're going to dive into the construction of your email messages so that you have a better chance of making email marketing a strong component of your overall marketing strategy. And and I want to remind you that for the purposes of our discussions throughout this email marketing um, mastery series, we're talking about inbound marketing rather than outbound marketing. And if you recall, the difference is that outbound marketing is uh, basically traditional marketing where you're blasting your message out to your audience and hoping that someone is interested. You're not really um, talking directly to a specific segment. You're just sending out that message and hoping that someone's going to respond to it. Uh, and on the other hand, inbound marketing, which is what we are talking about, 
is where you already have provided that valuable information to your audience, whether it's through uh, their interaction with you on social media or your blog, or if you're doing um, Facebook Lives or podcasting or some other way that they've actually uh, found you and they've actually initiated that contact with you. So they're the ones that have come to you and signed up for your email list and said, hey, you're somebody that I want to hear more information about or get more information from. So um, now your job job with that list is to cultivate those connections so that you can take them through that customer journey from being a stranger and saying, hey, I just want to know a little bit more about you to actually being a customer where they buy your product or service and then to being a raving fan, which is where they go out and, and promote you um, to their their circle of influence and their colleagues because they can't stop talking about you and they're so um grateful for what you've done for them and how you've helped them through their business or in their lives or whatever. And the way that the way to make or break that customer journey is really through those emails that you send and your engagement with that subscriber. So I, I want to also remind you of the four reasons why inbound marketing is more attractive than outbound marketing, just so that we're, we're on the same page. Um, inbound marketing is less expensive because you're not paying for things like radio spots. You're not sending out huge direct mail messages or, um, or things that cost you a lot of money. Email is relatively inexpensive if you do it right. Um, and it also encourages two-way conversations. So that's really what you want to do with all of your marketing strategy is you want to encourage that conversation so that if your um, subscriber or your customer asks you a question, you can respond. You get to know them. They get to know you. And that's how you really build that know, like, and trust factor that we're always talking about. And also with inbound marketing, think about it. Uh, we all get email messages every day and some of them, we have no idea how we got them. And that's really the result of an outbound marketing mentality. They're sending out those messages hoping that something's going to stick. But when you have that inbound marketing strategy, they've already asked you for information. So in effect, they're actually looking for your email messages and what you're going to send them. So so that's why your message isn't going to be tuned out. Now it's your job to make sure that you get them the right information that they want and something that they consider valuable. But that initial contact, they're actually looking for information from you. And the, the last reason why inbound is more attractive than outbound marketing is because it doesn't feel like you're giving a sales pitch. And what I mean by this is you've, you're cultivating that relationship. So um, they've gotten to know, like, and trust you. They know that you are a person of integrity and that you're, and, and they've kind of seen how you've reacted to their questions and how you're reacting to them and others online. So it's easier to say, hey, this is something that I'm working on. This is something that I think you would be interested in. And uh, they'll naturally take that next step to purchase from you rather than you having to uh, be there all the time saying, buy my products, buy my services or, or whatever. Um, so those are really the, th the four reasons why we're, we're taking that inbound marketing mentality. And um, now we're going to apply it to the anatomy of an email 
campaign. So before we kind of dissect that email message and go through those various elements that are critical critical to an email message, I want to talk about the three key components you need to think about before you start composing your email message. And those three components are you want to look at your uh, primary goal for sending the email. And then you want to look at the things to consider to optimize your email so subscribers actually open your message. And then you want to look at how you're going to make your email, your subscribers take action. And um, taking action is not just opening your email message. So let's start looking at each of these components individually. So the first one was you need to know what your primary goal for sending your email is. And by doing this, you're going to set yourself up for success right from the beginning. So uh, I, I have a, an analogy on how we're going to go through this. So do you remember in school when you had to do a current events report, um, there were six key areas that you needed to cover and that your teacher always looked for when, when you were going through a current events project. And those, and my teachers called it the five W's and an H. So what you need to look at, you're going to look at um, who, what, where, when, why, and how. And so when you're setting your, your primary goal, you just need to ask each one of these questions before you start writing your email. So let's look at each of them individually. The first one is who, and obviously that would be who are you writing to? And this goes back to what we were talking about last week with segmentation strategies. Um, the point is that you want to make sure that your content for your email message and your goal is directed specifically to the right audience and providing them with the information that's relevant to them. So this could be based on demographics, interests, behaviors, past emails, and all that other contact that you've had with them. So once you have that who your audience is, the next thing that you want to look at is you want to look at the what. And this is what do you want them to do when they receive your email? And no, the answer is not just to open the email. You want to think about what action you want them to take as a result of receiving your message. So do you want them to download a checklist or an article? Do you want them to go read your blog post or listen to your podcast? Or do you want them to even uh, register for a webinar that you're holding or subscribe to your newsletter? So you really need to know what that action is that you want them to take once they've read your email. And then once you have that, the next question that you need to ask is when, and that's when will you send the email? So this isn't just a question of time of day or the day of uh, the week. And those are important, but you can uh, figure that out through testing. This question is really more about when in their customer journey it is appropriate to send this message. So we want to make sure that you're sending the right message to the right person at the right time. You don't want, and, and what I mean by this is you don't want to send uh, someone uh, a message to buy your product if they just signed up for your email list uh, and they're really still a stranger and they're still trying to get to know you. So um, once you have that when figured out, then you need to look at where and where your subscribers are, are going to read your email. And, and I know that um, most of these questions can actually have a couple of different uh, answers to them, depending on how you take the question. But in this case, I really don't mean this the, uh, physically where they're going to read your email, but it's more 
uh, about the type of device that they're going to read your email on. So we, I've mentioned that over 53% of all emails are read on mobile devices, uh, like your smartphone or your tablet. So you need to make sure that you keep that in the back of your mind um, because your message needs to be readable on multiple devices and by multiple types of providers. So the thing is that um, email uh, presentations are not standardized like websites. So it may show up one way on one device and another way on another device. So you just need to make sure that you keep those in mind as to how your people are going to get your message. And there's two more um, questions that we need to ask, but it's actually time for a break. So we will answer the why and the how questions when we get back. So stay tuned. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Let's face it. Marketing your business is a lot more complicated than it used to be. If you are like many small business owners, you don't have the time to learn how to effectively market your business. At 411 Marketing Solutions, we recognize that when it comes to marketing, one size does not fit all. We take the time to understand your business goals and objectives, then help you put an action plan in place to engage them. 411 Marketing Solutions will help you develop a cost-effective plan that helps you build relationships with customers where, when, and how they want to communicate. Please visit us online at 411MarketingSolutions.com to find out how we can help you achieve success in your marketing efforts. That's 411MarketingSolutions.com. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy with co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Kless. Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The Soul of Enterprise is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel and simulcast at the same time on the Voice America Variety Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. To reach Janet Kunst or her guest today, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Janet at 411marketingsolutions.com. Now, back to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. Welcome back to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. So before the break, we were uh, taking a look at defining your primary goal for sending an email campaign, and we were looking at the five W's and an H, and I have two more to give you, and then, then we'll move on to how you're going to actually optimize your email message so people open your email. So uh, the, the next thing that you need to look at when you're looking um, to develop your primary goal for sending your email is why. 
And this is really important. And, and what we're talking about here is why are you sending that email message? Um, you you need to understand the uh, purpose behind sending your message and and take a look and see if there's a, not another way that's more efficient to communicate that message. What you don't want to do is you don't want to say, oh, it's Friday. It's time for me to send an email message. I just have to send out an, a message and I don't care what it says. You really need to have a purpose for sending out that message itself. And then lastly, um, you need to look at how. And this is how will you know if you've met your goals. So you need to start thinking about how you're going to measure the success of your email campaign. And, and here, I don't want you to just rely on opens and click-throughs. Uh, you need to think about other ways to measure your success. So it could be... Um, the, your product or service sold, how many you've sold. It could be the number of people who've signed up for your webinar or something along those lines. So those are the uh, six things that you need to look at when you're trying to set your primary goal for your email campaign. The next thing that you need to look at um, before you even start composing your email is um, three things. You need to look at your subject line. You need to look at the email, uh, at who the email is going to be from, not to, and you need to look at the preview text for your email. And these are three things that are going to help you optimize your email so that people will actually open it. So the first one is your subject line. And this is probably one of the most important parts of your email message. And we'll take a little bit of a closer look at it when we talk about the structure for your email messages. But I wanted to make sure that you understand how this will help optimize those opens. And it's really the first thing that the subscriber sees when your email shows up in their inbox. And you want to make sure that it's compelling so um, that they want to open your email. And here are some tips to remember for your subject line. Um, shorter is better. So you want to make it um, under 10 words uh, and 60 characters. You want to start using those keyword phrases that you've been using throughout all of your content in that subject line because you know that those are, are things that your um, subscribers are looking for. Uh, you want to try to avoid salesy language. And, um, the, and a lot of times some of the salesy language will land you in the spam box. I actually found a list of five, uh, 455 words that will trigger your email to be listed as spam. And you can find the list at bit.ly slash 455 words. And it's a really good list. So you want to check it out so that these are words that you want to avoid in your, in your subject line. Um, and if you can, you'll have a better chance of getting into their inbox. You also want to use the KISS principle on your subject line. So uh, when I say that, you need to keep it simple and straightforward. Get to your point and make sure that they know exactly what you're going to talk about it. And the last thing that you can do with your subject line is you can personalize it if appropriate. So if you want to put in their um, first name, you can put in their first name. Or if there's something on your segmented uh, list that or tags that you have for them, those buckets, um, you can put that in your subject line as well. The next thing that you want to consider is the from name and email address that you're sending uh, your, your email from. And, and really, don't laugh but it's, this is really important. Uh, you want to make sure that your subscribers will open the email, so you need to make sure that the from email 
uh, name and the email address is something that they recognize. So what you want to do is you want to avoid a generic email address like G- Gmail or Yahoo or something sim- similar. It's not that these aren't okay. Um, the point is that you want to have your subscriber recognize you and your company. So the best way to do this is using a company email address or an address linked to your website if, if you just have a website. Um, the other thing that you want to make sure that you you don't do is don't use an email address that's a no-reply email address. This is one of those email address, addresses that will actually trigger spam to email providers. You also are trying to create engagement with your subscribers. So if you think about it, if you use that no-reply, they're not they're not really going to feel connected to you. So you use a name or a title or something like that. Um, and you want to go back to the purpose of your e- of why you're sending the email. So if there's a specific person in your company where the message would be better coming from, use that. So for example, I'm the communications chair for the Mission Viejo Chamber of Commerce. And one of the things that I do when I send out email messages is some of them come from communications. If it has to do with membership, it'll come from um, membership. If it has to do with something that the that um, is really important, we'll send it from the president of the chamber. So there's a lot of different email addresses that we use and people that we, we send it from. So you want to make sure that you're getting that message to the person and that they recognize that email address and that name so that they will open that, your email. And then the last thing that you want to consider to optimize your email message is the preview text for your email. And these are the first sentences or few lines of copy in your email. So you want to make it uh, as compelling as possible. And this is really important for mobile because there are so many, uh, there are many times where this is all they'll see and you want to make sure that it's something that they want to open um, right away rather than waiting for waiting for later uh, because you know that if they don't open it right away, uh, chances are they won't open it later. So uh, think about having your call to action in those first few lines of your email message itself, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, um, or maybe some sort of teaser that'll just get them to go, hmm, I wonder what this email is about. So the third key to a successful email campaign that uh, you want to look at is how you're going to make your subscribers take action. And this is where you're going to start taking a look at what you'll include in your email message. And your overall message really needs to be compelling enough so that it will be hard for them not to take action. So there's three things that you need to look at here as well. The first is the message itself. Then you need to look at some testing opportunities that you have before you actually send the message. And then you need to look at the call to action. So there are a couple of things that you need to keep in mind when you're actually composing your email message um, that will help with getting them to take action. And the first is to write so that your subscribers can easily and quickly scan your message. So what I mean by this is you you want to use things like bullet points and headers and a lot of white space so they can easily see what your email is about at a glance. Most times people don't actually read the complete message, they're going to scan it. So you want to make sure that you have those bullet points or those key messages Um, standing out within your email. And then you want to make sure that you're using the right tone and personalizing the message where it's appropriate. 
So um, they're trying to get to know, like, and trust you. So make sure that your email message sounds like you um, and, and almost as if you're having a conversation over coffee and you're giving them some information that will be valuable to them. So uh, you can personalize it. You can use their first name. Um, as we've talked about in the past, or use some sort of uh, some part of that segmentation that you've already done to call attention to why they're getting this email message. Um, and it's really important to do this because personalization has actually been shown to increase click-through rates by 14% and conversions by about 10%. So if you can personalize it, do so. Um, and you also want to make sure that you can read it on any screen. Um, this is so important, and I'm probably going to stress this quite a bit, um, that you need to make sure that it's going to be responsive so that you can read it on mobile and on desktop and on tablets and whatever, whatever device they're using. And don't forget to proofread. Um, mistakes will not reflect well on you, uh, and it might even be a reason why somebody will un unsubscribe. So make sure that you're proofreading everything that you're doing, which includes um, uh, spelling mistakes and uh, broken links and uh, ma just making sure that everything flows properly. And that leads us into the second thing that you need to do um, to make sure that they're going to take action, and that's testing. And you want to t test your messages before you hit send um, because it will help identify those mistakes that we, we talked about. And it'll also help uh, determine or, or show you some of the problems with rendering uh, on different devices. So what I suggest that you do is you send yourself a test mail and open it on a variety of devices. So like your desktop or your laptop and your smartphone. Um, you want to make sure that you uh, read through your email with images and without images because there are a lot of uh, email providers that will not uh, immediately upload images. So just make sure that uh, it reads properly and, and the images aren't taking up too much space on there if they haven't rendered properly. And you want to also make sure that you check all the links on your email so that they actually work. Um, you want to also make sure that you're using the full link to your email. You don't want to use a shortener like Bitly because um, that also will indicate spam and, and it won't get to their inbox. And you want to make sure that you have a way for your audience to unsubscribe to your messages. And this is one of my pet peeves because I can't tell you how many email messages I get and it's just an email and there's no way for you to uh, unsubscribe from that email list and you get messages upon messages upon messages. So please make sure that you have a way to, uh, to unsubscribe from your messages. And then the last thing that you want to take a look at to make sure that they take action is actually have a call to action. Um, you want to make sure that it's clear so they, uh, not only that uh, there's a button that you can use to, to have them take that action, but also that the message is clear. And I suggest that you only have one call to action to each email because you don't want to confuse your audience by giving them too many things to consider and take action on. So some of the ways that you can do this is to make sure that all of your images have that link to that call to action. Um, you have hyperlinks in your text. 
Um, you use the alt text feature for all of your images. And if you have that call to action button uh, so that everything renders okay and there's a, an opportunity if it doesn't render okay that the text is there for them to do. And make sure that you have the link or call to action in your preview text. Remember we talked about that's what people are going to see when they first um, open your email or see your email in their inbox. So you want to make sure that um, you have that call to action in a place that's uh, really conspicuous so that um, they, they will actually take action. So now that you have those three components, your primary goal, how to optimize your email message, and how you're going to ensure that they're going to take action, it's time to actually take a look at the basic construction of your email message. And we're going to go through a journey um, with your email message from top to bottom and talk about why each component is important and how to ensure you're going to get the most bang for your buck in e each section. But it's time for a break, so we'll start this conversation when we, when we get back, so stay tuned. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Like what you are hearing on marketing that won't break the bank? Join our mailing list to receive show updates, exclusive bonus materials, and more information on marketing for small businesses. To sign up, visit 411marketingsolutions.com forward slash radio. Each week, Larry Sternberg joins Dr. Kim Turnage to explore management issues from culture to discipline in Managing to Make a Difference. Join Talent Plus for 60 minutes of dynamic conversation, including real-life management examples helping you manage teams across the globe. This series airs on Voice America, the business channel, Thursdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. Managing to Make a Difference every Thursday afternoon with Larry Sternberg and Dr. Kim Turnage. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. To reach Janet Kunst or her guest today, please call in to the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Janet at 411marketingsolutions.com. Now, back to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. Welcome back to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. So before the break, we took a look at the three key components that you need to look out before you even start sending your email message. And now what we're going to do is we're actually going to take a look at your email message itself and break it down and look at the anatomy of that message so that we can understand what each of the components is and why it's important. So the first uh, first. Uh, component that we're going to look at is your subject line. And we've talked a little bit about this already, but it's uh, something that you need to make sure that you're grabbing your audience's attention so that they take the first action you want, uh, which is to open your email and, and read more about it. And here's a couple of things you need to think about when crafting your subject line. You want to make sure that it addresses a concern or a problem your subscribers have. 
again, you, you can personalize it if you want by using their first name or some other piece of information that you've gathered from them. And then you want to make your subject line action-oriented so um, so that you you get them to open that message. And you also want to be clear about your message. So don't beat around the bush. Keep it simple, but keep it straightforward as well. So if you're having trouble uh, coming up with the perfect uh, subject line, I have a couple of resources for you. The first one is uh, Title Generator. Um, and you can find it at title-generator.com. And what this will do is you type in a couple of your keywords and it will actually generate about 700 headlines for you to use. And you can go through the list and see which ones um, you like and use those or, or it'll give you some ideas that you can bounce off of the, and create your own headline. The other thing that I would suggest is uh, using CoSchedule's Headline Analyzer which is at coschedule.com slash headline dash analyzer. And what this will do is you actually put in your headline and it'll give you, it'll give you a score as to how well your headline will do. And it'll tell you where you can uh, make some changes and make it better for you. So those are really the, the top things that you need to be concerned about for your subject line. The next we've already talked about as well, which is the sender's name and email. And your whole and I want to just reemphasize that your whole goal with your marketing efforts is or your email marketing efforts is to engage your audience and having that conversation is so important for getting them to know, like, and trust you. So you want to make sure that the sender's name and the email is something that they'll recognize. So don't use a generic email address like a Gmail and a, or a Yahoo address like I talked about. And don't use um, no reply. Um, these tend to be off-putting. And you want to make sure that your audience is saying, I want to get to know you more. And this, this email is interesting to me. So once you have your subject and your uh, from uh, information, that's that's what they'll see first. And then when they open up their email, uh, the first thing that you want to make sure is that you have your company branding there. And it's and this is just as important as what you say in your message. So this is um, uh, your overall company image. So your look and feel. Um, how you want how how your company exudes your personality you need to put that into your email message so you want to think about things such as colors and fonts um, using your logo or your tagline or other things that um, project your personality onto the page and and you also want to be consistent with what you use so that every time that your subscribers open your email messages they know it's from you and um, they'll sit up and take notice. So that so make sure that you're at least consistent. That doesn't necessarily mean that you only have to use one email template. You can have a couple, but just make sure that they're consistent across all those templates. Uh, the next thing that we're going to look at is the message body. So this is, uh, we're getting to the meat and potatoes of your message. And again, you want to make sure that your message is compelling for your audience and that you have that specific call to action. There are a couple of things that you want to make sure that you keep in mind as you craft that message. And again, you want to personalize it if you can. 
you can use their first name, you can uh, target that content to some action that they've taken with you in the past or where they are on their customer journey, but just make sure that you have some sort of personalization there. The next thing that you wanna look at when you're looking at the uh, body of your message is the images that you use. And images are, are really a great component to your email messages because as we know, a picture is worth a thousand words. So you wanna make sure that your image matches your message. But you wanna use them wisely um, because you need to remember that images don't always render in email providers. So stay away from using a lot of images and you can just choose one or two images um, to get your, your message across. And don't forget to add that alt text to it so that if they don't render, um, people will know exactly what they were about. Um, I, I want to make sure that you understand that that doesn't mean that your image should be your message. Don't do that. I have, I've had clients in the past that have sent me a, an image and said, send this out. And I've had to go back to them and say, well, where's the rest of your message? Where's the text? Because if you just send out an image, a lot of times that will trigger spam and it'll just go to the junk file or it might not even be sent. And I've run into that when they've insisted on just using an email image and we've put very little text to it. So the next thing that you want to do when you're considering your message body is to make sure that you're direct. So uh, your message needs to be clear and your uh, subscribers really need to know exactly what you're talking about it. You can uh, do this by stating uh, upfront what your message is about in just one sentence and then expanding on it um, and then including why it applies to your subscriber. Um, you can include benefits, that sort of stuff, but just make sure that your, your message is direct and you're not beating around the bush. And you also wanna keep it simple um, because in, in a lot of cases, they don't have a lot of time to read through a long email message. So just make sure that you're saying it as succinctly and quickly as possible. The next thing that you want to look at when you're talking when we're talking about the anatomy of an email message is your call to action. And this is really where the rubber meets the road because um, you need to make it obvious as to what you want them to do as a result of getting this message and reading this message. And there's a couple of different ways that you can do this. Um, the first is to make sure that you have a big call to action button um, and make sure that it's distinct and stands out in your email message. Um, you also want to take a look at what you're actually putting on that uh, call to action button. Don't just put something like click here um, because, uh, again, they're scanning your email, so uh, they, they don't know what they're going to be clicking on. So make sure that you use that space on that button to put in your message. Um, you can, uh, I, I would suggest that you limit that text to somewhere between 90 and 150 characters and in some way make it urgent. So uh, put in uh, an urgent uh, modifier like now or take advantage today or something like that so that they know that um, there's some urgency for them to take that action. Um, 
if you can, uh, and, and this is something that goes back to uh, the newspaper industry, what you want to do, and, and we talk about it for not only email messages, but also for websites, you want to try to keep your uh, call to action above the fold so that they don't have to scroll through a lot of text or, or down to the bottom of your email message to actually know what you want them to do. And you want them to see it as quickly as possible. So if you can, just put it in those first couple of lines of text. Uh, and also remember for your call to action, you just want to have one call to action per email so that you keep them from getting confused. We have one track minds. If you give them too many calls to action, they're just not going to take any action. And that's going to defeat the purpose of your email message. So that's really what you need to keep in mind when you're putting together the body message for your email. And then the last thing that we're going to look at as far as the anatomy of your email message is the footer. And this is a really important area as well. And sometimes it's neglected, but there are some key components that you really need to make sure that you put into that footer message. So things here you need to uh, include are contact information. So how are they going to contact you? And, th and this can range um, from adding your email address and your phone number to including links to your social media pages and how they can connect with you online. Uh, one of the things that a lot of the email providers will do is they will actually require you to put a physical address in your email messages, and this is part of the canned spam regulations to uh, ensure that you're not sending uh, spam out. So that will also be included in that contact information, and, and it'll be forced um, by your email pro uh, service um, provider. Uh, the next thing that you can put in that footer is some social sharing buttons. So you've put the, the buttons for them to connect with you on social media, but you want to give them a way to either forward your message through email. You can do that or to share their uh, your message on their own social media pages. And you want to do this because this is an absolutely fantastic way for you to grow your email list. Because if your followers are sending it out to people in their circle, then you're reaching people that you might not have reached before. So you really want to make sure that you include those uh, social share buttons in your footer. Um, you also want to make sure that you have a link to a privacy policy. This is really important because a lot of times uh, people have a tendency not to want to give away their email address because they're afraid they're going to show up on other email address uh, email lists and they're going to start getting a lot of junk email. So you want to make sure that you have put together a, a privacy policy and you have a link to it in your email message. And that can go to somewhere on your website or um, you can have it as a standalone PDF or something like that. You also want to make sure that you have that unsubscribe link. And, um, and, and this, again, goes back to the can spam regulations. You have to have a way for them to unsubscribe. It also lets your audience know that you care. And if they don't, if they don't really like your information anymore, or they've moved on, you can actually get them... Uh, they, you give them a way out of uh, getting your email messages rather than them reporting you. And you also want to put in there some sort of reminder on how they got onto your list. Um, this is really a best practice. If you don't want to do it, 
you don't have to, but it actually gives them a reminder. So if they get an email and they haven't had an email from you in a long time, it'll give them an opportunity to say, oh yeah, I remember how I got on this email list and who this person is and that sort of stuff. So those are the things that you want to include in your footer. And um, that's really the anatomy of an email message. Now, what you put in that content is really up to you. And I hope that what we've done is describe the best ways to put that information together and that you're going to be really succinct as to what you're saying so that um, you can actually get into their email box and you can actually get them to take some action and really want to read your emails every time they come in. Uh, it's time for our last break. And so when we come back, what we're going to do is we're going to uh, talk about your actual email design because that's just as important as what you say. So stay tuned. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Let's face it. Marketing your business is a lot more complicated than it used to be. If you are like many small business owners, you don't have the time to learn how to effectively market your business. At 411 Marketing Solutions, we recognize that when it comes to marketing, one size does not fit all. We take the time to understand your business goals and objectives, then help you put an action plan in place to engage them. 411 Marketing Solutions will help you develop a cost-effective plan that helps you build relationships with customers where, when, and how they want to communicate. Please visit us online at 411MarketingSolutions.com to find out how we can help you achieve success in your marketing efforts. That's 411MarketingSolutions.com. Get a unique and playful insider's take on the biggest stories in tech, media, and entertainment. Join Lori H. Schwartz, well-known technology catalyst, comedian, and geek girl, as she and leading experts in the media and content business dive into the biggest stories in technology trends, consumer behaviors, and its impact on Hollywood. If you're looking to respond to the tech-fueled changes in the marketplace, then tune in to the Tech Cat Show Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business and syndicated to Voice America Women's Channel. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. To reach Janet Kunst or her guest today, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Janet at 411marketingsolutions.com. Now, back to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. Welcome back to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. So today I've given you an awful lot of information on things to consider before you actually put your email message together and then what the key components are to that message that will make uh, your email campaign a success. And now before we, we finish out today, I want to give you a, a word about the actual design of your email messages. Um, you want to make sure 
that you have a design that provides consistency every time you send out an email. And it's what it's meant to do is it's meant to uh, complement your message and help you capitalize on your branding and getting your subscribers to recognize those emails that come from you. So there's a couple of things that we're going to look at. And the first is structure. Uh, and we've and we've gone through the different components of your email message, but there's a couple of things that you want to do when you're considering structure. So there's three key components when you're thinking about structure. You want to um, grab attention. So the first thing that you want to do, whether it's in your subject line or in the first couple of lines of your email message, is grab attention. And this is what's going to keep them reading your email message. And then the next thing that you want to do is after you've grabbed their attention with that headline, uh, you want to build anticipation. So this is where you're going to explain why you're sending the message. And again, you want to keep it simple. So this is really the, the body of your message here. And then, of course, the last thing that you have on that list of when it comes to structure is that call to action and what you want them to do. So there's a couple of different things, uh, there's a couple of different ways that you can communicate your message through the design. Um, so you, you're going to want to use things like headers and subheaders, um, your font and um, how you use bolding and italics and numbers or color text is going to communicate a lot about your message as well. So you also want to make sure, and this is really important because remember we talked about the fact that over 50% of emails are read on mobile devices. You want to make sure that you have a lot of white space. And what I mean by that is you don't want your, um, your message to be text heavy. You want to make sure that there's a lot of um, spaces in between so that when that message is condensed down to the size of a smartphone, uh, it doesn't look like a wall of text. And that's all they see. You want to make sure that you have your images in there and you have lots of space between bullet points and all that sort of stuff. Um, because, and what it does is it declutters your message so that it will render correctly on any device. So here's a couple of guidelines for you on um, your design. You want to uh, provide a link to an online version. So not only do you want to make sure that it's designed properly, you want to have something at the top that says, uh, having trouble reading or viewing this email, click here um, to go to the HTML version. Uh, you also want to make sure that you keep the width of your email message to about 600 pixels. And when you get in your email marketing uh, program, it'll tell you how, how to do that. But that's so that it'll render correctly on any device. Um, what I would suggest is that you use a table layout rather than um, purely HTML or CSS coding. And what I mean by that is... Um, as I said earlier, the email providers have not come to some standardization as to how they're going to render um, email messages. So if you're using HTML or some sort of coding other than tables, which everybody reads really well, um, the, your message is going to look a little wonky on some email providers. So you really want to stay away from that as much as possible. Again, you want to make sure that you're using that alt text on your images because that's really going to make a big difference if those images aren't rendering or they're not showing up properly. Um, you d and as I said earlier, please don't make your emails uh, one image and no text or anything else. Those will definitely go to the spam folder. 
Um, you also don't want to use a background image because, again, it might not render properly or it may render, but your text that you put in white may show up black and it may disappear on on your email, depending on the service provider. Um, so you, you just want to make sure that you keep it simple and clean. You also want to make sure that you define the width and height of your images. And this is really important, again, because if you don't and, and uh, you think your image is going to be small and somebody opens it on a desktop and they have a huge screen, it may render huge and your message gets lost. Uh, make sure that you're using a, a mobile-friendly template because, again, uh, there's about 50% of your emails are going to be seen on a mobile device first. Uh, and then, and, and in addition to that, the best way to do that is you want to make sure that your um, your the font that you use is at least 14 point. And yes, it's going to look big on some devices. Um, but it will render really well on your mobile devices and your tablets. Um, and it will actually help your, um, your older audience read it. Uh, I know that some of you may, may not think that that's something important, but uh, on devices, depending on how people have their, their computers set up, some of them may, may be reading small. So a 12-point or 11-point is going to be really, really small on those devices. So make sure that you have, have that um, font size a little higher. Um, and, and like I said, 14-point is probably really good. Uh, I have a couple of email do's and don'ts for you. So I want to make sure, uh, and actually I'm going to highlight the don'ts. So don't be a spammer. Um, you want to make sure, and, and we talked about this a little bit, uh, I think we talked about this a little bit last week, but um, it's really important that um, you stick with the inbound marketing philosophy. And what that means is you don't want to um, buy your lists. You don't want to use lists where uh, you don't have permission to email to them um, because these will these will actually get you into their spam folder. And if you think that you're buying a list and nobody else is buying that list, you have something else coming because those email providers know when you've bought a list and it'll start to, they may even uh, blacklist you. So you actually need permission um, for your emails. And there's a couple of easy ways to do that. And one is to have a double opt-in on your page. Uh, so if they opt in for something, just uh, ask them to, to, um, to give you a message that says, yes, I actually did opt into this message. Um, you want to make sure that you're proofreading everything. Proofread, please proofread um, so that your message is uh, saved and, and heard and it's not distracted by your mistakes. Um, and that's really it for my do's and don'ts. I know it's kind of simple, but um, we've gone through a lot and you've made it. And I hope that I've shown you how to create a great email message today. And congratulations, you have survived part three of our email marketing mastery series. And I really hope you're excited to grow your business through email marketing and that this has helped you significantly. I'd love to hear how you're going to use this information or what email marketing strategies have worked for you in, in the past. So please let me know how you're going to use it or, or what you're doing with email marketing by leaving me a comment on my Facebook page at 411 Marketing Solutions. And, and again, I'd love to follow you. So um, 
Connect with me on Twitter at Janet Kunst or on Instagram at Janet.Kunst or on Facebook at 411 Marketing Solutions. And so next week, we are going to uh, conclude our email marketing mastery series by taking a, a close look at optimizing, tracking, and measuring results. And I'm really looking forward to this because I know that this is one of those things that um, – People have a hard time understanding, and we're going to go way beyond click-through rates, but we'll look at that. We'll look at bounce rates, and we'll look at how you're actually um, uh, going to measure your results as far as uh, buying and all that sort of stuff. So if you have any questions that you want answered that I haven't already for for this subject or any other topics that we've talked about, please send me an email at Janet at 411MarketingSolutions.com or connect with us on Facebook at 411 Marketing Solutions. Uh, thank you for joining me today on Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. I really hope that this has been informative and you've come away with some ideas to market your business. Have a great week and I'll see you on the flip side. Thank you for tuning in this week to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. Be sure to join Janet Kunst for another edition of the program next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now you can use what you've learned in today's show and step up your marketing efforts. 